Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion Email Edition. We're going to uh, cover, we've got quite a few emails today to cover, so we're just going to get ahead and jump right in. We're going to start out with Greg in Houston, who just got back from Disney World with his wife and children, which include eight-month-old triplets. So here's a four-year-old and a four-year-old and eight-month-old triplets. God bless you, my friend. Uh, here's Greg in Houston talking about his recent trip. Hey, Pete, John, Kevin, Julie, Corey, Horry, and of course Bob. This is Greg in Houston, and I just wanted to let you know we just got back from our Walt Disney World trip, and uh, we were traveling with our son who turned four this week, and also our eight-month-old triplet girls. So. It was a great trip. We were a little nervous on how it would go, and we actually thought we would miss our Disney World trip this year. We've gone the last two years. This would be our third. And at the last second, we just thought, let's just go and have a lot of fun, and it ended up being fantastic. So I was just letting you all know, I know um, nobody on the roundtable has kids yet, Julie and Corey, and just wanted to give you our uh, perceptions on how things went there. Uh, We went to... Uh, the Wilderness Lodge on Sunday night to check in. We had reserved a two-bedroom, or not two-bedroom, but two hotels side-by-side, a connecting hotel room, and Disney actually upgraded us to a two-bedroom villa. Um, For four nights, the difference was about $1,100, and they comped that uh, because of the triplets. So uh, from the beginning, it was just fantastic. It was fantastic the whole week. Uh, We went to Magic Kingdom that night and saw the uh, Cinderella light on the, the Cinderella Castle icicle lights, and it just looked really good. Didn't know if you've had people call in, but um, what, we really, what we really enjoyed was right before the Wishes fireworks show, um, all the the turrets that had the icicles, the melting, the uh, ice on the icicles, right before the Wishes fireworks, it would turn the lights off from the top to the bottom, so it kind of had a melting effect, uh, which is really great. And right at the end of the fireworks, it would the lights would come back on on the turrets from the top to the bottom, so it kind of had an effect of snow falling or ice forming on it. Um, and we went to MGM on Monday night, and we saw the Osborne Spectacle of Lights. Uh, looked great. The new effect of the trees, they had uh, three trees inside each other and looked really good. And so the whole trip, I just kept looking around for the Diz Unplugged shirts, or if by chance I could get lucky and see caught cam. And sure enough, I'm going through the spectacle of lights on Monday night, and I just see a camera on a tripod on the back of a cart. And I thought, a camera? Normally it's a a camcorder. And I look, and behind it is Bob setting it up. And I just stopped and said, holy cow, it's Bob. I'm now Bobarazzi. So my wife and I introduced the triplets to Bob. Diana wasn't there, but uh, what a treat to see Bob. So now I know people really do come up to him and he he seemed to be downplaying it. He didn't have his lights all over the cart that I saw, but uh, the tripod on the back of it is a telltale giveaway. And uh, we had to swear that we wouldn't tell some of the the uh, fun stuff of seeing him, so we will honor that and not talk about it. Uh, but very appreciative and just had a great trip. So uh, just we're already looking forward to next year's trip, and until then we'll have to listen to our weekly podcast. So. Thanks for helping us get through the uh, the times between our trips. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Well, first of all, Greg, I, we really appreciate you calling in and giving us uh, giving us an update. I actually like that. We actually have a few emails 
uh, that we're going to play in today's show that are uh, people calling us after their trip to tell us their their thoughts and their um, uh, opinions on things. Uh, we absolutely love that, and that you got a chance to meet Bob. Well, now maybe you understand. <laughs> he he didn't get a chance to see the cot after before I after in all I put glory. The, in all its glory. <laughs> I have Christmas lights on it now. I didn't have them on that night. Oh yeah, we were in transition between we were, Halloween lights yeah. and Christmas lights. Okay. So I, you met the triplets. I met the triplets and the four-year-old. So we, should we start a fund for their therapy for later? <laughs> <laughs> I, met him, I was standing in the middle of the street, and all of a sudden he came up to me. And Have any says, of the babies grown mustaches? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not I think yet. it's really cool what it Disney is. did for him, though. You know, that, upgrading that their room. and That was very cool. Yeah, talk about a magical moment. For real. Yeah, That's meeting wonderful. Bob? Yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> that too, I'm sure. I'm sure that was the highlight of their trip. I think he's a brave, brave man. He, he went was, to Disney with a, a four-year-old and three eight-month-old. Three eight-month-old triplets. Yeah. Can you imagine what it could be like when they're fifteen? Because they're all girls. Oh. You know, three driver's licenses, no, three no. cars, three proms. Oh, I'm sure he's already. Looked at, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure. I'm I, sorry, I didn't mean to stress you out. Well, sorry, I'm sure Jerry. he's already looked at convents. <laughs> <laughs> he alluded to uh, receiving something from Bob. If you meet us in the park, you might get a little present, but we're not going to talk about specifically what it is until after our podcast. Yeah, it's not like a car or anything. Right, exactly. <laughs> but Greg was sworn to secrecy until at least the December 6th podcast. Pod meet, meet when we it's give Bob, all of you some bobble free head. stuff. A Bob Bobble. <laughs> on a cart. And I, <laughs> with lights. You're honest to God, I've looked into that. And, and, I'm sure you have. And really, I mean, that, that, that voicemail was really good for incorporating an awful lot of buzzwords. We had Corey Horry. We had Caught Cam. Caught Cam. Babarazzi. Um, Babarazzi. So, uh, they were a really nice family. They, he sounded really nice yeah, in voicemail. Really he was really nice. I mean, he was excited when he came up to me. So, I don't know. See, I love voicemails, people. Me too. I love voicemails. I you need it. to leave us more voicemails. I would love to do nothing but voicemail shows. I'd be so happy with that. But uh, not that our emails aren't good, but I don't know. I like it's hearing cool your voices. Thing, yeah. I like hearing your voices. I like you know hearing you talk for a little while. So, um, but Greg, that was great. We really appreciate you uh, you calling in and giving us an update. And best of luck with your uh, with that 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 big family you have. <laughs> so, thanks very much. Who wants to uh, read an email? I will. All right, Bobby. I have one from Carl, and he. That would be Carl. <laughs> the translation from translation. Bob to English is... And he's from Langhorne, Pennsylvania. Is that right? Precisely. It looks right. I was going to say... No, with, that's Pittsburgh. I was going to say Langhorne, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's an E good. at the end. <laughs> but I won't say it. Hooked on phonics, Bob. Hooked on phonics. Hooked on phonics. He is silent. So uh, he says... Uh, in our November 13th email show, you mentioned that people use various techniques to save for their annual Disney trip. One of my favorite tips uh, over the last few years is using the Disney Rewards Visa card to earn rewards for your Disney vacation. And he says he annual he travels annually to Disney World with his wife, three-year-old son, and his mother, and they're DVC members. And they have actually uh, used their Disney rewards to pay for four annual passes. Uh, he wants to make sure that people know this is more of a tip than you know that the the card maxes out at seven hundred and fifty dollars in rewards. I did not know that. Oh, really? 
Right. And uh, I want to make sure people know and read the regulations that it does cap out. And uh, I used it this summer for the when uh, Aaron came down with uh, R- Rob and the two grandkids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we bought the passes through that, and we used that on Disney property for a bunch of things to do. So it, it's a great thing. I mean, you get $750 if you cap it out. But uh, just be aware that when you get to that point, there's no sense in – Going over that seven fifty for the year, you know, you might as well try to get a reward on some other card, some other card, or something. Or if I, I haven't been able to check into if, like, Diana has a card and I have a card, if if the two cards are separate. No, if it's the same account, if it's the same account, it's, the it's, amount, it's what you. Re- but there's nothing to stop Diana from applying for one on her own, right? Right. Doesn't if she, necessarily have I to think, be a joint account. Yeah. If if she's not on a joint account with me, then then you can do that, but. I thought it was a, a tip worth uh, passing on to people. What's interesting is Disney had changed that. It didn't, they did not have a cap on it previously, and now it's seven fifty. This is typical Disney. We're going to take a little bit away and a little bit away. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, so what they do with everything, right? But uh, I want to make people aware. Cool. Thank you, Bob. Julie. Okay. My first one is from N.C. Bell. That's her Diz name. She did not give her real name, but I see her post a lot, and I think that she's married to N.C. Beast. Because her little tagline says, I love NC Beast. I think it's cute. (laughs) But she says, I was just looking through a lot of Corey's photos, which are awesome, and I wanted to suggest a new prize. Pictures with Corey. He could either do a mini guide slash instructional time in the winner's favorite park, or as Corey suggested, you know, he could be your photo pass photographer for a few hours. (laughs) She also invited me to join in the fun, (laughs) or maybe just have a shopping trip with tour guide Julie. And she wishes us a great holiday season. So I wonder, Corey, would you be interested in being a prize? For a few hours, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Then we can start auctioning off for dates. (laughs) No! Are you sure she didn't mean pictures with... Corey, like in the parks, him in every picture with her. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm Here's sure. Corey in front of France. I think she also Corey. wants to know, you know, because he does take some really good photos, yes. and I think she wants to know how to have his eye, mm-hmm. you know, where, to see the good shot. I'm flattered, and I'd be happy to help. Mm. Yeah, that's that's cool. We actually, we're, we're fortunate. We have two very, very, very good photographers working for us, Bob and Corey both, uh, take some pretty spectacular pictures. Uh, you take a look at that. I mean, that photo gallery that we have on the site is Either Corey or Bob took those pictures. It's mm. very few. I mean, I, I've taken some of them, but for the most part, it's these guys. So, And uh, being able to go around a park for a few hours with either one of them and get some tips on how to shoot, um, I think that would that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a lot of so fun. you know what? I'm going to put a prize each in the envelopes now. They either get to go around with Bob and shoot. I think it's going to go around with you and shoot. We'll just do it together. And how about it together? I was about to say that. Why don't yeah, you do it together? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. It's even we'll better. have a cock cam with us, too. I think that would be really fun for someone. Cool. There you be go. Crazy field trip. You know, one <laughs> of the things that I... I and we'll let... Uh, uh, what was the... Uh, oh, NC Bell. We'll let her uh, be the first recipient of that, so... One of the things I do is I actually turn around at, when I'm walking down the main street and stuff and look what's behind me. A lot of times I'll, I'll catch pictures that you don't see or you're not aware of it's just by turning around and taking the picture uh from where you've been i'm just trying to get the characters with their eyes open now yeah (laughs) that's that's all i'm trying to do yeah i mean that's tough 
Those those eyes are moving all the time now. Wow. Cool. Great suggestion. Thanks very much. Who else? Corey. I have one from Tom from Bradenton, Florida. He sends us comments, and he's all, he was also wondering if we've ever reviewed the various pools on Disney property. His fit, Their favorites are uh, Boardwalk and the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I volunteer myself to do that. I would love to do that. I think it'd be great. <laughs> Only when it not not when it's cold though. So yes, we are going to review the yeah, pools. When the yes. stuff when the stuff we, gets cold. We know from the Discovery Cove review that you do not like cold water. No, <laughs> no, sir. Boys don't like cold. Cool. But that's it. Yeah, I'll do it. I volunteer. Thanks yeah. for the suggestion, Tom. What a brave. You're person. up in the running now for a prize. Yep. There you go. Cool. Yeah, we're going to do a oh, we're going to do a segment. Just have him pick a number. Yeah. yeah. Send it to podcast. Kevin. My email is from Robert. Hang on just a second. Robert Trudell in Kirkland, Canada. QC. Quebec City? Probably. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be ignorant. QC, I would think Quebec City. Want to run it by me? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the letter Q and the letter B. QB. QC. QC. Oh. Well, is Cookie. that short for Quebec? Quip, is that the no, abbreviation? It, it's qu- Quickie. You know, Julie, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it's, they're going to tell it's us. It's Robert from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, I have a girlfriend that who narrows it down. Robert says, I tuned into your podcast about six months ago and have become addicted. After nine years of feeling like an oddity because of of my love of all things Disney and my frequent trips to the world, it's refreshing to plug into a community of like-minded people. Refreshing. It's refreshing. Robert, we have all discussed that. As a matter of fact, we've talked about that, and that's why we say hello to Anthony every week. Anthony represents that in all of us. Uh, I sometimes am envious of those who lives close to Walt. I'm having trouble talking. I sometimes am envious of those who live close to Walt Disney World and can go anytime they feel like it. On the other hand, our yearly week in the world is equally anticipated and a pleasure we always look forward to repeating. Ever since our daughter was born 17 years ago, we have spent more than 11 weeks in the parks, 10 of which while staying on Disney property. We'll be returning in early January for nine nights staying at the Beach Club. After so many visits, I crave something new. The four theme parks, the water parks, downtown Disney, have we've been there and done that. We've done the backstage tour last year. Any suggestions? On another subject, I often like to remove myself from the sometimes frantic pace of the parks. One thing I always appreciate is the pedestrian walkway between Epcot and MGM. I'm one who likes a quiet stroll, and I would like to know if there are other similar perambulatory opportunities. And he says he paid $2 to use that word. (laughs) Keep up the good work, Robert. Um, Robert, uh, there's a lot of things that are new. If you've listened to our shows for a while, we always try and talk about something like that. Uh, we've talked about taking uh, the tours, the different tours that are available. I don't know if you're scuba certified, but you can always go scuba diving at Epcot. You could take the Behind the Seeds tour, which is a tour through the Land Pavilion. You can take the Segway tour, which is a tour that Julian and Corey did through Epcot early in the morning. The Fort Wilderness one now they do. Mm-hmm. They do the Fort Wilderness. That one, that would be an interesting one. I was me. actually going to suggest that he take a stroll through from Fort Wilderness to the Contemporary Resort. There's a walkway that you can stroll. That's a nature wood. That's a nature trail. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, so that's something you can do. I would suggest if you haven't done it, go see Cirque du Soleil. That's certainly something worth seeing. And if you're interested in that, there's a lot of stuff to do around Disney. That's. Um, 
a new adventure. Sometimes it's great to venture out a little bit past the boundaries of the park and you'll find something else that's new. We just talked about going to Gaylord Palms. Gaylord Palms, you could spend a couple of hours there. Whether or not you want to see the ice show or go ice skating, there are restaurants and shops and things within the park. And the hotel is divided into sections that represent different sections of um, Florida. So that's a great place. There's also a Canyon Ranch Spa there. Uh, if you're looking for a little bit of quiet time, any one of the spas that Pete talked about might be a good idea. So that's my ideas. Anybody else have anything? I have the walkway between uh, the Swan Dolphin Boardwalk area and actually MGM Studios. He, she he mentioned was, that in her email. No, she meant. I thought she, she mentioned way, Epcot. Oh. Epcot but, to, same thing. Same thing. But that's another direction they can go uh, take a walk on. Uh, and I understand his need to get away from. All of the people, all of the time. I understand the, the need to just sort of get out away from people once in a while. Well, I'll tell you, one of the most relaxing things I think I ever did on Disney property was get, pulling up a beach chair uh, in front of the beach club at about mm, 7 o'clock, hanging out, chatting. Mm. And at you know 9 o'clock, the fireworks go off. It was it was kind of cool, and it was just it was a very relaxing place to sit mm-hmm. and just kind of watch the sunset over that part of of, of uh, property, and uh, that was probably the most relaxing thing I've ever done. The same thing at the hammocks at the Polynesian. Corey yeah. and I like to do that. I also thought about renting one of the boats at any one of the marinas and going out on the lake. Oh yeah, you and you your want family. Some seclusion, yeah. They have the pontoon boats, but if you're looking for something a little more personal, they have the water sprite mice things. I don't know what you make call your them. own pirate adventure. Yeah, those are actually a lot of fun. We we did that as a family uh, many times and just go out in, in Bay Lake and right in front of the uh, Grand Floridian too. So that's that's. So relaxing. there are places to get away. You can always just you know invade Discovery Cove, not uh, Discovery Cove, Discovery Island, Discovery Island, <laughs> the late Discovery Island. I swear they should make that into a pirate island. They should do something with it. Wouldn't that be cool if they made it into a pirate island it's where scary. the kids could go and explore? I just read recently that the, there was a group of hawks that have built their nests on Discovery Island, and that's one of the reasons Disney stopped releasing. Doves at the yeah. end of some of their because uh, <laughs> they're being murdered by the hawks. The, was, the, the, the hawks had learned that they were releasing doves at the end of some of the parades and things like that. Time. And the buffet is on. Exactly, <laughs> the doves learned very quickly. It was that so old, you know, Pavlov's dog thing when they knew what time the doves were coming out and the doves weren't coming home. Oh. So they had to stop using doves. <laughs> well, carcasses all. Along. I actually saw an eagle come down and, and grab a fish out of the water right in front of where the Grand Floridian is. And that was incredible. We were on a monorail one time, and they stopped between the Grand Floridian and the Magic Kingdom. And the monorail driver came over, and he said there was a bald eagle that lived in that section of forest. And he was flying overhead, and a, a white, an American bald eagle. Yeah. So there is one that yeah, lives I've seen there. Them. Yeah, you'll see deer there, too. We see that a lot yeah. going in, if you go in, especially around dusk. Yeah, and I saw it. Two turkeys. They've never heard the sound of a shotgun before. <laughs> Two turkeys. They were pardoned. Yeah. Um, not the Bush's turkeys, but somebody well, else's. Well, that's, that's kind of our suggestions for getting away from the crowds and something different to do. Just, you know what? One more thing. Robert, take the time to sort of slow down. If you take the time to slow down and appreciate the details, it becomes a different experience altogether. Just take your time and look around. Don't in the, rush in from the parks. Any place. You'll Don't. see a lot more than if if you're just walking down Main Street. Take right. take a time and look Experience up. Experience the moment. The magic mini, mini yeah, golf the, can be fun too. The magic of Disney is definitely found in its details. Right. No question about it. 
right, thank you, Kevin. John. I have one from Tom Horde in Lexington, Kentucky. Hi, guys and Julie. I have a question for the whole table. My wife and I and our two 13-year-old twin girls. Oh, it's a theme today. It is. Are coming to Disney World this week before Christmas, the week before Christmas. We already have tickets for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party on December 18th. But aside from that, we want to know what Christmas, Christmas event or activity anywhere on Disney property you guys consider a must not to miss when you come to Walt Disney World at Christmas. We've talked a lot about this. We talked about all the different events that are happening now, and I think everything is fantastic. One of the things I'm really looking forward to is the Harlem Gospel Choir coming yeah. to MGM. And not knowing anything about it, not seeing it before, it just really sounds like something that's going to be terrific. Yeah. They're going to be there November 30th through December 25th. Mm-hmm. I actually called to clarify. I've seen a couple of different dates. I had heard November 12th through December 25th, but I called Disney the other day and clarified that it is the 30th. I'm really looking forward to that myself. And they have three shows each day. Wow. And it's over in uh, Beauty and the Beast Theater. Right I, I'm sorry, my must Christmas must do. Uh, we've talked about it before. John and I have a tradition. Uh, our families and Bob's family get together on Christmas Eve, and we go see the Candlelight Processional yeah. at Epcot. If you're going to be in the parks, this is my idea of a holiday must do. It's one of the things that I would consider and not miss. Yeah, it brings a tear to my eye every year. I have uh, somebody else go. <laughs> is there senior no. moment for the, for the Bob podcast? never passes wow. off to anybody somebody else go <laughs> I blacked out there uh, <laughs> no I agree I mean uh, oh, I, the candlelight processional absolutely is, is a must do I mean they're all must do's I mean for me my favorite thing I think is driving around to the different resorts and watching what yeah. kind of displays they put up that year that's a lot of fun yeah, that that's one of the things I enjoy too. And Osborne lights are incredible this year. So that's this another. kind of re- relates back to the email that I just read. You're talking about going around to the different resorts. Mm-hmm. Take time and enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Take time to take the time to do it and enjoy it. It's, if you take time, the details are worth it. I mean, the Wilderness Lodge has the the sleigh ride mm-hmm. that leaves from from that hotel, and that's an experience. You know, you make what it, you make it your own. So. I want to say, this is something very minor, but I enjoy looking at all the window displays because for Christmas they change them and they make them holiday themed, you know, a lot of red ornaments and gold and ice, fake ice, but it's just gets you really in the spirit and I agree. they're done about, like, so beautifully. Talking about the marketplace? Talk about the marketplace as well as Magic Kingdom. I don't mean to keep beating a dead horse, but that's, that's enjoying the details. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Take time and look around. I promise I'll stop saying that now. They do a good job. They used to do a window in the candy shop where they would make one of the princesses dress all out, out of, of all like candy wrappers. That's very neat. cool. All right, John, thank you for for that email. And uh, we have our next voicemail from Dave in New Jersey, who has a question for us about uh, about the site. So here's Dave. Hello, uh, Pete, uh, Julie, Corey, Kevin, John, and Bob. Uh, this is Dave from New Jersey saying greetings from the Garden State, and uh, I love your podcast. I just wanted to uh, give you a call today and uh, not ask a question about a a trip, uh, actually a a different topic. Um, My family and I are longtime Boardwalk uh, DVC members, and uh, we usually go on our trips in July. Um, So I don't have a question right now about our future trip, but um, I was listening to some of the old... uh, 
podcast. And uh, Pete, you had mentioned uh, how Disney, uh, the Walt Disney Company, possibly has been influenced by your website, The Diz, in the past 10 years. And I, I think it's pretty fascinating on how a group of people with this new media can affect a big company like Disney. And I was just wondering if you could uh, elaborate on that a little bit, and certainly the rest of the team, because I'm sure uh, there are some examples, maybe uh, some executives that you have talked to over the years. I'd be curious to see uh, uh, your response, and uh, and uh, I'd like to think that maybe we all do have an influence on the company. So, Well, um, I'm hesitant to ever say that there was anything particular on our site that forced Disney or made Disney change anything. Um, truthfully, it is the community of websites, of Disney sites, the concentration of fans in the, on those websites. I think that it really had uh, the, most, the most impact. Of course, I, you know, my discussion boards, uh, disboards.com, are the largest uh, Disney discussion forums on the Internet, hands down. And so, yes, I, I know that a lot of Disney managers read those forums. A lot of Disney executives read them. They listen to our show. They read things that go on our site. And they do this with all of the major uh, Disney community websites. And, yes, absolutely, the Disney fans on these sites have a very real voice and a very direct voice, in some cases to some very high-up executives within Disney who are reading this stuff. And one thing I say Disney is very good at. They're very good at responding to that. And, you know, it's no different for us than it is for any other segment of the population right now in that, you know, you take a look at politics. We're coming into a, uh, we're coming into a presidential election year. And look at the influence the blogosphere is having on the prim just on the primary process, let alone what's going to happen in the general election. Um, they're raising millions and millions of dollars for candidates that otherwise would not be getting any attention. Uh, the Internet is the great equalizer. For as much as corporate America has stacked the deck, so to speak, against us, in terms of having our own voice, in terms of being able to set, you know, uh, exp express ourselves, be it through writing or through, or, or through audio, um, the Internet has kind of leveled that playing field and has given everybody a voice. And enough voices come together in one place. Yes, it absolutely has an impact. And again, I won't be arrogant enough to say that it's just the Diz or that the Diz has had some major impact on how Disney has done business. I know there are some things that are clearly came out of us that worked their way into Disney policy. I won't be specific, but I will say that I know for a fact that's happened. But I think it's much more important to focus on the, the overall uh, presence that we all have through all these podcasts, all these websites, all these discussion forums, and that's the that's where the real power is. That's where the real impact on Disney and on ultimately the experience we're going to have when we go on vacation uh, comes from. And uh, so I, I think that was a great question. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and it, over the course of ten years, that's evolved into a stronger and stronger each year. It's well, yeah, and our you know our, our traffic gets bigger and bigger. And um, as or I say traffic, I mean the number of people on the internet in general. Right. Has it has has grown has grown dramatically in in the last ten years, and as you're getting more people in, more people on the internet, they're finding their you know Disney fans are finding their way to these sites, and yeah, it does have a real impact. And the voice gets bigger every year. Yep, yep. So, 
Thank you very much for that question, Dave. Bob, you want to read an email? Yes, I have one from Nathaniel from Greensboro, North Carolina. I have to check with Julie. Is that okay? (laughs) (laughs) You are doing great, Bob. Okay. He says uh, they will be here uh, at Walt Disney World on December 23rd and 24th, and he's heard that the parks can reach capacity during the holiday season. If the parks do reach capacity, will the cast members turn away visitors that are staying on Disney property? And uh, he says he's addicted to the show. So uh, December 23rd and 24th isn't going to be as busy as from the 25th through to New Year's Day. Uh, You might not have as big a problem on those two days, maybe more on the 24th, but the 23rd shouldn't be as bad uh, because people will be coming in. When when the parks do reach capacity, usually the first park that reaches capacity is the Magic Kingdom. It it could go down and close because of capacity by somewhere around eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh, and the next park that would go down, it used to be MGM, but now it's turning into Animal Kingdom. Ever since e- Expedition Everest, mm-hmm. so it's between those two that'll close. The neck, they'll stop uh, accepting guests in those two parks. And then the last one is uh, I've never seen Epcot close because it handles the crowds. Yeah. They just absorb. And if you're if you're staying on Disney property, you are guaranteed to be getting into one of the parks. It may not be the park that you want, especially if it's like Christmas Day and it's you want to get into the Magic Kingdom or Christmas uh, New Year's Eve is another problem day. So if you're going to get into the park, get in there early, you might want to – I tell people to bring a change of clothes, rent a locker, and, you know, because the temperature changes at this time of the year dramatically from daytime when the sun's out, when it goes down, you're going to get chilled, and you may want to have a, a jacket, that, and you don't want to carry it around all the time. They so. also close the park in stages. Like, for instance, they'll close the park to new guests first, and then they'll close the park to returning guests, and then they'll close the park. The last group that gets closed out are the people who are staying on Disney property. Right. And then they also, at the Magic Kingdom uh, parking entrance, they, they'll they turn them around before they get to the, the turnstiles there and direct them to one of the other parks, and they have the signs up for that. So, And before you think you're going to outwit the system and go park at Epcot and take the uh, monorail they close that to the too, Magic yeah. Kingdom, that will be closed to you also. Yeah, I tried doing that. I, <laughs> I tried doing that. So we don't doubt it. We've all done it. Yeah. So uh, plan on, if you want to be in the Magic Kingdom at, at night on the, any of those busy nights like New Year's Eve, then you're going to end up staying most of the day and don't leave the park. I don't mean to belabor this point, but John and I decided that one year we would go to the we were going to meet you yeah. in the Magic Kingdom early on Christmas morning, and we thought ten o'clock was early. Yeah, we couldn't get to the monorail ramp. I for those of you who've been to the Magic Kingdom, we got to the ticket windows. At the Ticket and Transportation Center, the area in front of the monorail ramp and the ferry boat was packed to capacity. There was a four-hour wait 
Plus they have, on the monorail. Plus they oh have my. they have an emergency plan where they they also bring in the buses to bus from the transportation center over to the Magic Kingdom, and they had all that working. And meanwhile, my friend Mike and I were sitting on Main Street. We had got up at like six in the morning, and we were there like at seven seven thirty, and so we were sitting watching the wave. And we, had, we it, celebrated Christmas morning yeah. on cell phones. <laughs> yeah, he he calls me and he says. We ain't coming, and I said, I know because we were, we were sitting on Main Street by the bakery, and it's like when the the boat comes in and docks, and all the people, and then the monorail, it's just like a wave of people, and it usually takes till about eleven or twelve o'clock for the for the park to you get really. Bumper to bumper. I understand the allure of being in the Magic Kingdom at Christmas. Don't fool yourselves. You're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. You're going to be lucky if you can move around that park a little bit. Yeah, you're going stuff. to say you were there. That's right. what I. That's what my friend Mike and I did. And but we, I just we don't want to picture. I just don't want to see people say, "I want to go to the Magic Kingdom and think, great, they'll get on rides and they'll experience." I'll get a something. fast pass and I'll be able to ride all the rides. Right. I want you won't. Right. You'll spend two hours in line for a soda. That's right. And if you want to watch the fireworks and you can't get into the Magic Kingdom at night, then either go to the contemporary fourth floor on the balcony out there, and you can watch it from there, or you can go to the uh, Polynesian and watch it from the from the uh, the beach. Beach. We also talked in the earlier show that if you're looking, there's a lot of things around the area to do on New Year's Eve or Christmas Eve. That if you're not going to be in one of the parks, you can find other things to do. Celebration is having a, a free New Year's Eve. Downtown Disney is great on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. It's a great pl- it's a great alternative to the mobs that yeah, are in the parks. In the parks, yeah. Lord Palms is having a, an event over there at their hotel too, which is looks pretty interesting. I did want to mention. I know you you mentioned uh, go to the Contemporary or the Polynesian. If they're really busy, they won't let people just drive up in there. That, you you need to have like well, a, a dining reservation or something like that. So right. yeah, I mean, if they there. turn you away, don't get mad because we they, tried they, to get into that. we tried to go to but, get in to see the um, gingerbread house uh, either last Christmas or the Christmas before, and if you didn't have a reservation for the restaurant or a uh, pass that you were staying at the hotel, there was no yeah, way to get into any of the hotel true. parking lots I on the holidays. Yeah. So make a reservation if you can, even if it's I don't know. Someplace you don't want to eat. <laughs> but yeah, but it, I, it, I feel really bad if people are doing that just to get under. Oh, no, I'm not today. saying not don't eat there. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm just saying that New Year's Eve, you know, take Eve what you can get. It's fun at Epcot, too, New Year's Eve. And, like, we, we go Christmas Eve. It, it's an amazing night there at Epcot. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Thanks, Nick. And Bob? Nathaniel. I have to add one other thing to Bob's. Sure. When we talk about going to Christmas Eve, Bob and I... When the 180 days prior to Christmas Eve, when they released the reservations, and then they released the reservations for the candlelight processional, Bob and I are on the telephone at or on on the phone at seven o'clock in the morning, texting each other back and forth through our computers. So when we tell you to go ahead and make reservations for this, this is the kind of thing that if you're really looking for a restaurant on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve, you really have had to do some planning in advance. Oh, this yeah. is not something that you can just walk in at the last minute and tell them you want a six o'clock dinner reservation. Yeah, Lacelli is. I mean, they sold out Christmas Eve that morning, like ten o'clock, and it right. started at seven. So we do we when we talk about making our plans for this, we have a battle plan. We're up at the crack of dawn doing this. So right. okay, I just don't want to give people a mis the yeah. miscommunication that this is easily done. Oh no, no, absolutely, absolutely. All right, 
I have another email. My email is from Travis in Morgantown, West Virginia. Travis says, I really enjoy listening to your show each week. My fiancé, my fiancé, <laughs> my fiance and I have gone to Walt Disney World every year for the past four years, five trips total. During our last trip, we joined DVC. We have not been to Walt Disney World since, but we plan on going back in December of 2008 for our honeymoon. My question involves dining. The past two trips, we have gotten the dining plan and loved it. It was nice not having to worry about how much we were spending on meals. What do you think would be the best option for dining now i know i can get discounts being a dvc member purchase the disney dining experience card or just get the disney dining plan again i just wanted to know what your thoughts are on all of these dining options travis i'm going to be really honest with you it has become with the changes disney made in my opinion a mathematician's trick to figure out what's going to be the best deal for you you're going to have to sit down and actually do your homework I, I think it only becomes a deal for you if you add in your dining preferences, if you the experiences that you're looking to have, and not only that, but what you would order. If you can uh, come up with a way to make the Disney dining plan work for you and you think that you're going to either eat that much or get a benefit out of it, I would say go with that. The Disney dining experience has changed in the past, and uh, it seems like I've discussed this to the point of distraction, but they're adding an 18% gratuity to the Disney dining plan check for everybody, whether you eat by yourself or you eat with a group of 10 people. There will be an 18% gratuity used if you are added if you're using the Disney dining experience. They've also changed the... the they're going to add an 18% gratuity if you're parties of six or more. They've changed that from parties of eight or more to parties of six. You do get a discount with DVC in some of the restaurants. I would be careful. A lot of the restaurants, if you're coming at Christmas, a lot of the holiday restaurants don't offer a discount on the holidays. I hate to be vague about this and not be able to give you a direct answer, but my opinion is you really have to sit down and start figuring out. You can go to the Diz and look at our dining database. Julie keeps us really up to date. You can see what's being offered. Now, again, you're talking about a year from now. We can't promise that any menu won't change in the next year. But again, Julie does her best to keep it up to date. I would sit down and really see what you get, what you're going to eat, what you're going to use, and see what one works best for you. I, I don't like to give anything that vague, but I can't make right, an across-the-board yeah. statement. The, the dining at Disney is going to—it really is complicated, and it, it, I mean, it's one of the top three things that you have to deal with every day. I mean, I used to think the ticket pricing was a little arcane. Yeah, this new dining plan and the Disney dining experience—it to me is—you really have to. You have to make a chart. Yeah. I think with DVC, you're better off going with your DVC discount and the Disney Dining Experience discount. Because we didn't mention this in the Yak and Yeti review, Yak and Yeti did take DVC discount when they didn't take the Disney Dining Experience. So you've kind of got that trade-off of one or the other. Um, but if you're going to be staying in a DVC, you're probably going to take some food back to the room. While you might not be cooking, you'll probably take leftovers back and snacks and Well, as Bob described earlier, so. you could actually get meals like a Thanksgiving meal from one of the local restaurants. So, so I, I find the new Disney dining plan with DVC doesn't make much sense to me. You know, I hear it a lot when I'm at the restaurants in, in Disney. And people are on the dining plan, and they're trying to get 
use up all their all their credits that they have before they go home. And it, sometimes people just leave the credits hanging there, they waste, and, they and they waste, they waste money. The, the money, and they they can't. Not, if they don't use them, they lose them. And right. I hear that all the time. Now, I have to tell you, this is kind of my thing. I talk about the Disney restaurants on the podcast. I find, I would find it very taxing. My experience with Disney now is much different than it was when I was a guest coming from out of state. I would find myself personally, this dining plan, very taxing to try and figure out where I was going to eat every single night of my vacation at a certain time in order to get the most value for this money. And I'm one of those people who would want to squeeze every last credit out of this dining plan. Right. All of a sudden, this becomes less of a vacation to me and more of a job I have it's to do. It's a task. Yeah. It right. turns into a task. It, it really does. I'm all for you know making your reservations at the restaurants you really want to eat at. Now, I'm not, please don't write to me. I understand if you have every single night planned, good for you if that's what you want to do. I'm talking about me only. I can understand making reservations at the restaurants that you really think you want to try. But to try and plan out every day, it's like moving the, the, the people west in the westward expansion. It just seems like too big a deal to enjoy a vacation. Mm. That's my opinion. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to wrap the show up, our uh, last show before Thanksgiving. And Julie has an email she'd like to read. This is from Joe, JV Noel Dog on the board. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny name. <laughs> but he, I want to say he has a quote at the end of his email that I want to read first that I think everybody needs to hear. It says, the world is a book, and those who do not travel read only a page. That's St. Augustine. I'm sorry. I just thought that was cute. But Joe says he hopes that he is the first to register a listening place from Kenya and Tanzania. I went on a two-week safari in September, and your podcast helped pass the time from Atlanta to Amsterdam and then to Nairobi. And I listened to you while in the Serengeti, standing on what is now Pride Rock. Wow. <laughs> After that trip, Kilimanjaro safaris will still be fun, but it will never be the same. Yeah, I'd imagine it would lo- lose something. <laughs> <laughs> he says, we think of you as friends, and therefore I have a proposition. As we approach the season of family, friends, and Thanksgiving, I was wondering if you all would just take a moment and offer something that you're thankful for. It may be silly, sweet, or unexpected, but something that those of us out here might be surprised or pleased to hear. Just a thought. Thanks for making us laugh and smile every week. You educate and you entertain. We look forward to meeting you. Happy Thanksgiving. Joe. So I thought that was a pretty neat email. That but, is. Um, <laughs> I'm thankful that I am technology, technologically challenged. Because if I wasn't, I never would have met my husband. <laughs> uh, I, what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for the opportunity to do what I love alongside my beautiful wife all day, 24 hours a day, and amongst mm-hmm. great friends. Um, living so far away from family, I'm thankful that my parents and grandparents have had the opportunity to come here as often as they have. And I'm also thankful that LSU is number one. <laughs> so yeah. I knew you were going to get that in there. <laughs> I guess I, uh, uh, things I th- I'm thankful for change as I get older. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for my friends and my family. I'm thankful for John. And I am thankful for getting to do something that I absolutely love. I hate this crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for all those things, too. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, Friends, you are family. the Ebenezer Scrooge of Thanksgiving. No, it's just <laughs> I want you to know, since we talked about doing this email, he has vetched about it since, <laughs> since I talked about okay, doing I'll it. Okay, I'll be honest. Time. I was like, I've not been looking forward to answering this particular email myself. How are, but. How Wait a second. My first Thanksgiving with y'all. Y'all made us go around the table. And Bob made us. Oh. <laughs> yes, Bob did that. 
<laughs> that was a fa- it's a family tr- tradition that so, we do. Family, friends, blah blah, all that good stuff. John's not grateful for anything, really. <laughs> He's an ungrateful wench. However, I am thankful for my recliner and, <laughs> and my TiVos in every room. <laughs> we have more TiVos than people in our house. Bob, Pete? no, Pete, no, Bob. Next. I'll go last. Right. Bob is next. Okay. I am thankful for having the friendship of everybody in this room. It's just great every week that we meet here and it's just a wonderful thing that we get to do i'm also grateful that uh, thankful that i get to meet people from all over the world when i'm in the parks that you have no idea how that feels when someone comes up to you and says i'm from the uk are you bob and it's like oh my god Oh, God, he's going to work it into every... He is. Every answer, every conversation. <laughs> but he's like Rudy Giuliani. I'm grateful that you recognize me. He's yeah. like Rudy Giuliani with 9-11. I'm, I'm yeah, thankful. really. I'm thankful for my family and uh, and the support for everything I do. And, and I want to put something to rest before we go any further. We all give Bob a hard time. Bob is a beloved member of our family. Mm-hmm. Yes. We go out to dinner with Bob and his family every single week. We're going away with Bob on vacation Saturday. So I just want you to know that on those be nice to Bob posts, which irk me to no end. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's, we are nice to Bob. It's entertainment, folks. Yeah, exactly. Everybody has that person in their family. The person that it's easy to pick on. You mm-hmm. know, and it's fun. I'm that person in my family. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I have to, uh, it would be honestly to be to be very very serious. It would be it would be almost impossible for me to narrow down to only a few things. What I'm truly grateful for, um, I'm grateful to be alive because I probably shouldn't be. I'm grateful to have been born into the family that I was born into. I was born into a crazy family, but a wonderful family. Um, I'm very grateful for my my husband and uh, the relationship that we have. And I'm extremely grateful that I've gotten to spend the last 10 years of my life um, doing something I love with people I admire and respect. And I get to do this every week for a living. So if that doesn't sum up what I'm grateful for, I don't know what else I could say. Uh, I'm grateful for a lot of things. I'm grateful for a lot of things. And I think it's a wonderful question, and it's a great a great way to end our uh, our email show before before Thanksgiving. So... With that, folks, we are going to sign off for this week, and we will be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of The Diz Unplugged. You all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Anthony.